Testament, the book of Galatians, fifth chapter now, uh, verses 1 through 15, reading from the New Living Translation. The Word of God reads, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. 
I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. For if you are trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. For we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It is certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Praise God for his word. Yeah. 
Christ we have been set free. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the freedom and the liberty we have in our Lord, precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Lord, as we repent, Lord, to hear a word from you, speak now, Lord, your servants are listening. Lord, that we might seek Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Lord, speak and have thine own way is our prayer. Amen. As we continue on in our, in our study, looking through the book of Galatians, where we are now in this fifth chapter, we see the application and the exhortation Paul is given to them. And definitely in line with the theme of the song our music ministry led us in about shout in the, uh, if you have the victory. And basically saying that since we've been set free, since we've been liberated by Christ, uh, that we are victorious, that we are set free. And so, therefore, he's kind of perplexed and wondering again, as he said earlier, I'm alarmed that you are leaving this gospel. Uh, We're going to kind of look at verse 7. I'm going to read that first again and then as walk through this text. But kind of the crux of this passage, we're going to talk about about how you are doing so well, but yet something has allowed you to lose focus and be distracted by 
the lies and false teaching that is surrounding you. Galatians 5th chapter, verse 7, New Living Translation reads this way. You are running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? Think about that for the moment. You are running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? We're going to talk about the subject matter today of focus on love. How we ought to run on God's love. Basically, as we're running on God's love, basically that's the fuel we're running on. Uh, That's the energy we're running on. That's the source of our power and to sustain us. And so in order for us to keep running and to stay focused, we got to make sure that we're filling ourselves up with the things that's going to benefit us and not the things that's going to distract us and harm us. We got to stay focused for the enemy is trying to distract us and mislead us and lead us in the wrong direction. One of the tricks of the enemy is to make you think that what he's giving you is for your benefit. That's how they get you to buy in. Hey, uh, this will work a lot better than what you're doing already. But yet we already know there's no shortcuts to a lot of things. That's why people try to share your kind of things as shortcuts, as a quick witch scheme or a quick way to lose weight, a quick way to, ex- to accelerate in your job and your profession. But yet there's nothing that beats good or hard work. But yet the enemy wants you to think that if he can do this magic trick, things can change. Here it is that the gospel tells them. That you are free through Jesus Christ. But yet that's something out of their control. The enemy makes you think if I give you something that you can control, that you can manipulate, it's going to be better for you. And so now they're telling them that, hey, if you get circumcised, you obey the law, that is what saves you. But yet if that's what saves them, then it negates why Christ died on the cross. Hence why Paul is saying that's not the gospel you first believed. When you first believed, you believed that he died. For your sin, because you understood you were in a condition and a state that you could not save yourself, but only by the grace and the mercy of God. Therefore, you had developed a discipline and you were running this race and staying focused. But yet now you've got some distractions that have you take your eyes off the prize. Think about how we see it on the road. Many of signs to help you to be aware of not getting distracted while driving. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Don't text and drive. The post is not worth your life. All kind of ideas are point out that you don't want to text while driving. You don't want to be uh, drink. You don't want to drive after you have been drinking. Or you want to also see the good old signs about my mommy or my daddy's working here. Please slow down, right? The more alert and the more aware we are, the better we can stay on the road and be safe. But yet, You know how those are just limited distractions, yet you can be distracted by just having a conversation in your car. You can be distracted by what the children might be doing in the back seat. You might be distracted because that food is so good. You drop the piece, you look down to pick it up, and they say, you know, your car's in another lane. We can get distracted easily, and what happens when we get distracted is that we take our eyes off what we should have been focusing on. As soon as you take your eyes off, and you know how it goes, where your head goes, your body will follow. And so you look to your left, and, and next thing you know, you are turning left, you're turning right, you're swerving, you're, you're veering off the lane. Here's the situation again. we got to stay focused. Tell your neighbor, stay focused. And so if Christ has truly set us free, why are we then putting bondage back on ourselves by getting distracted by the lies 
on the enemy. We need to focus on the love of our awesome God. Faith expresses itself in love. See, when we are faith, have faith in God, that's confidence, that's trust, that's belief to know that our God loves us because of who we are. Confident that you are set free from the slavery of the law. The law will not, uh, will not redeem us. The law does not save us, but the law shows us how we honor and please God. And so Paul is pointing out to them that the law alone is not redemption, but in Christ alone. Amen. Knowing God, you know that you have liberty because you know who the Son sets free is free indeed. And so when you have confidence in this gospel message, it's going to help you keep on running this race and not be shackled by con condemnation, by guilt and shame. But you will have dependence on the trust and the promise of God's word. And so you're going to remove these distractions, remove false uh, uh, teachings and false, uh, false equivalents, things that are distracting, things that are impure, things are not right, things that are totally conflicting with the word of God. And so that's why we don't want to have confidence in the flesh, for the flesh is only going to let you down. You cannot make yourself right. You can't work yourself to be right. We, we definitely kind of nail that down, as Paul pointed out in the second chapter of Galatians, that justification is by our faith in Christ Jesus, not by works that man has done. Basically, you are not right even when you try to make yourself right. You just can't get right. But yet Christ has made us right. And so verse four of this chapter says, if, for if you are trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. See, you're no longer operating and living under God's grace. But now you're telling God that, Lord, I'm working for my salvation. I'm doing this to keep my salvation, sustain my salvation. But yet we're telling God basically that Christ died for nothing. But yet Christ died to redeem us and save us because we can't work our way into heaven. Paul was pointing that out, that you have to keep, if you want to keep the law, you got to keep the whole law. But yet it's hard to keep the whole law. Verse 3 says, I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. That is why in verse 4 he points out that working in the law shows lack of faith in Christ Jesus. James, second chapter, verse 10, makes it clear to us, for the person who keeps all the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. And so if you want to try to live in this law mentality, then you've got to keep every law, but you're and if you can't keep every law, you're never going to be right. Hence why we'll never be right, because we can't keep all the laws. We'll break one, we broke them all. But that's why we are in need of God's grace, in need of his mercy. And so don't let the enemy distract you and make you think that you are good enough, that you can work. When you get distracted, that shackles you, that confines you, that limits you. So no longer are you living under grace, but now you're living under law. And this is what happens when you're living under the law. Is that you feel guilty, you feel depressed, you feel messed up every time you mess up because you understand it's based on my work. And so therefore you're, you're basing your work basically on what you can do. And some things are out of your control. There's days that everybody won't be happy with you. And now you're going to be mad. Like, what did I do wrong? Because people are mad. But you might not have done anything wrong. They may have just been having a bad day. You don't know what's going on in their life, but you're making it all about you. When we are self-centered and more concerned about ourselves, you're never going to be satisfied because you can't please everybody. 
But yet here's a situation that God helps us to understand that when we do mess up and we do hurt people, we know how to confess. We know how to repent and we know how to surrender to him and realize and understand some things are beyond our control and our power. But yet our God, and because of his love and his grace and mercy expressed on us, helps us to walk in submission and humility and help us to work to build solid relationships. But yet when we are trying to make ourselves right and we're trying to please everybody. We're only going to let ourselves down. Micah 7, chapter verse 18 says, where is another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Think about that for a moment, that our God does not stay angry forever. But you know some people that stay angry forever. You know these people, you talk about these, they're like, that person stays angry, they stay mad. Like, I don't stay in their position because I just feel so much negativity, so much bad energy. Those people make you feel bad about yourself. And think about how when we're living in this time, a world that we're trying to please everybody, we're trying to get as many likes, as many followers, only because we want to say something for somebody to like us. But yet what they like today will change tomorrow. But yet who God is, is still the same. Focus on living in the spirit, not having confidence in this flesh. Verses five through six of Galatians says, but we who live by the spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. See, God is spirit, and we can only please God in spirit. And God is desperate for worship to worship him in spirit and in truth. When Jesus was sitting at the well in Samaritan, he talked to the woman, and that's what he's telling her, that we worship God in spirit and in truth, because that is who God is after. And to worship God in spirit and in truth means I am seeking after the things that please the spirit. That satisfies the spirit. The spirit is in total contrast with the flesh. The spirit is the enemy of the flesh. The flesh wants us to satisfy ourselves, satisfy our earthly desires, satisfy whatever makes this world happy. But the spirit looks to satisfy God and bring glory and honor to God. And so when we focus on the spirit, then we're focusing on this gospel. We're focusing on love. We're focusing on mercy. We're focusing on grace. We're not focusing as a flesh will point out retribution, revenge, and judgment. But yet we're focusing on mercy, grace. See, Christ shows us what love is. What is important is faith being expressed itself in love. Y'all see that in the text? Faith, faith works itself through love. Because of our faith, because of our confidence, because of our trust on God, we're staying focused on what sets us free. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gives the Father but through him. If we're focusing on love, we're focusing on Christ, then we're focusing on the direction he wants us to go. And he has sold us the direction. The direction is following him, following him. And following him means I must deny myself and pick up my cross and follow after him. Following him means I no longer live for myself. As Galatians 2.20 says, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ 
who lives in me, who died for me, to set me free, who gave his life up for me. So it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. So if I'm going to live in the spirit, I must learn to submit. I must learn to surrender and obey the will of God. But yet my motivation is changed because I'm not doing it to get salvation. I'm doing it because I'm saved. Think about why you go to your job. You go to your job because you've been hired to work there. Now that you've been hired to work there, you show up and do the job. But if you have not been hired to work there, you don't show up <laughs> unless you want to apply. But yet God has called us into his kingdom. And now that we're in the kingdom, we got work to do. We don't, we don't work to be saved. We work because we are saved. We've been brought into the kingdom, and now we want to bring glory and honor to our God and, ha- and make him happy with us. Christ's love for us is ours and ours forever. Think about that for a moment. Christ's love for us is ours and ours forever. You did not work for it. You did not earn it. Uh, There's nothing you did that made you deserve it. God just freely gave it to us. And because of that, we know joy. We know joy because of God's love. We know joy because of his grace and his mercy. Think about this, that because of the liberty we have in Christ, we don't wake up feeling shame, feeling guilt because we've messed up. We know we messed up. Then we, but we know about God's grace and his mercy. There's something different when you know somebody forgives you. You can go and talk to that person. I, I, I've done some things wrong in my life, and my mom and my dad kept good records, and they let me know what I've done wrong, but yet because they loved me and they forgave me, I could always come back home. No matter what had happened, no matter the bad report, my mom would have got a school or, or the bad report, a neighbor might have told her about her son because I know she loved me. I knew I can bring my head back in now. Though it may be bowed down, though it may be disappointed, may, may be upset, but I know the next day I wake up in the morning, my mom had food on the table. <laughs> she had my clothes ready to go to school. She took me to all my things I needed to go. Why? Because she loved me. She did not condemn me. She did not say, you got to work for my love. My love, her love for me was already there before I even asked for it. How much more great is our God's love that he cares for us? He does not want us to walk around with our heads bowed down. It says he, he'd rather, he rather show his unfailing love. He does not stay angry forever. Isn't that a good God that loves us unconditionally? That his love never fails, that his love has no limits, that he is full of grace and mercy. And we, we talked about his promise because what God says he will do because he has the ability and the power to make sure it's going to be so. But also because of the conduct of his character that he is forever faithful. And so if God says something, he will do. And so we know all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All who are able to confess their sins to him, he's faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We know that he's a present help in a time of trouble, that, that he sits closer than a brother. And so we understand that our God is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? It brings us confidence. No, no matter what I'm going through here in this life, though I know I'm a sinner in need of his grace, I know I can never get around on my best day. I'm still horrible and terrible. But by his grace, his mercy and his love, he calls us just. He calls us righteous. He calls us his children. So therefore, because of his love for us, that's the fuel, that's the motivation, that's the power that now I want to do better for my God that's been good to me. So stay focused. Keep on keeping on. 
Dr. Romeo Begare would echo that all the time. Keep on keeping on in the Lord. And so we began this race running with our faith held in Jesus Christ. You are running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? Look at this rhetorical question. Paul points out to them. Who has held you back? Because he wants to point out you can't blame God. God is not the one holding you back because he's the one that wants you to be victorious. He's the one that wants you to win this race. Look what he says. It certainly isn't God in verse 8. For he is the one who called you to freedom. God wants you to walk in his love. He wants you to forever trust him and depend on him. We need to remind ourselves each and every day how great God's love is towards us. When you remind yourself that he blesses us with his grace and his mercy, we are able to know that it is by his grace and his mercy that we are here. But yet we also must understand that when we are not walking under his grace and we're abusing his grace, we are now hurting the relationship with our father. See, we can disappoint God by us being disobedient. And do you understand that God also chastised his children? And so you, you think you might be getting away, but you might be losing some things that might have been yours. If you don't understand how it works, think about how you do it with your children. Right? You may not withhold food from them, but they may not get a dessert. You, you may not take, not take them on the, you may not uh, limit them from going on the vacation, but they might not be able to do some additional things by your own vacation, right? You, you're still blessing them, but there's some additional blessings they're going to miss out on because of disobedience. And there's some things in our lives that if we're not careful, that we're going to miss out on because of disobedience. So there's some things we're going to go through that we would not have to go through because of disobedience. I hear you asking, Pastor, how, how can you give me an example? Come here, John. We know the story of Jonah very well. You know, he didn't get in the belly of the fish because of obedience. That was disobedience. But before he got to the belly of the fish, he first had to go through a storm because of disobedience. Before he was going through the, after he was going through the storm, they threw him over the water and he was about to drown because of disobedience. But now God, because of his grace and his mercy, after he chastised him, he said, I saved you by this fish. You understand? He was saved by the belly of the fish. Y'all don't hear me? He would have drowned and been gone, but God said, I think you might got the lesson now. I'm going to send this fish. And then the fish spits him out, and then he goes and preaches as God told him to do. But yet it took him that long to get it right. You see, God wants us to be able to go right where he wants us to go, but sometimes it takes us detours because of our disobedience, abusing God's grace. But yet when we're trusting in him and we're believing in him, we can help expose the lies of the enemy. And notice that you don't have to get them. God got them. Verse 10, I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. See, you don't need to go up, try to call somebody out. Just keep on speaking the truth and know that God will take care of them. Beloved, keep on in the love of God and show others this amazing love of God in your daily life. Keeping in the love of God is obeying his word, his truths, his precepts, his principles, and not leaning on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledging him. Verse 13, verse 15 says, for you have been called 
to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Can somebody say love? love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. You see that how this, just as it was true then, it is true today, love is still in need. That when we are lacking love, right, we're seeing more fighting, more infighting, more biting and devouring, as he put it in this text, one another, that we are destroying ourselves. We're seeing it today that we're seeing so many of our young people hurting and hating one another. And some of it is being perpetuated by their parents. And so, so much hate is being taught to one another that they know more hate than they know love. But yet, if we can be more of an example, better examples, if you will, of what love looks like. By showing them what love looks like. Love is gracious. Love is kind. Love is merciful. Love is self-control. If y'all look ahead, that's in this fifth chapter. That's the fruit of the spirit. We're going to talk about that next time, about walking in the spirit. So we got to stay focused and not get distracted with things that are not of God. Because God is love. For the whole law can be summed up in this, right? It says, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what Christ told them. It says, which is the greatest of these? Hear your ears, you love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. To first know that the Lord God is one, then you know the whole law of knowing that love is our foundation. Love is our source. Love is our power. We run on love. We burn on love. We exist because of love. Because God is love. So wherever you are, know love is there. Because God is there. God is present and love is present. Think how love is always in existence from second to second to minute by minute to hour by hour. Just think the love you are in need of is already present. Will you accept what is already available for you? Will you continue to depend on the love that has brought you into knowledge and wisdom and understanding of God? Loving God. Is to love, to serve him, to obey him. The gospel motivates us to run with great success, with the hope of the promise of this great gospel, revealed to us that when we come to know the Son of God, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. I encourage you today, make God your pleasure. Look to serve and seek after him. The gospel shows us the power of love, and how much this love moved God to die on the cross for our sins. That he sent Jesus, the Son of God, that we might have life and have life more abundantly. So keep on running this race. Stay focused. Don't worry about who distracted you. God will take care of them. But worry about those distractions and remove them from it. That's why if you are going to do a sprint, if y'all, y'all been to track meets and you see how they have the hurdles out and then they remove the hurdles when they do this, the 100 sprint relay, they're moving because it's hard to sprint and jump over that hurdle. That's not the race. So you got to remove the obstacles so you can run with confidence and assurance. And I want to encourage you that our God will not lead us into a pose. 
So that's why we got to stay focused on him. Think about the prayer we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But yet, if we're not following him, then we're not being led by him. And then we're going to fall into the distractions and the temptations of the enemy. But I'm going to encourage you, keep on running this race. Keep on running well. And know your eye is on him who is love. So focus on love. Show love. Demonstrate love. And allow that to be the catalyst for change in our community, in your world, and in your life. Not focusing on how you can please somebody else, but focus on how your loving of God will lead you to, to please him. And by pleasing him, it's amazing how God will, have, will bless you in relation with other people that because of his covering over you, his protection over you, by being obedient in his will. Let us pray. God, we are grateful that your love never fails. And Father, forgive us the times that we've been distracted, that we've fell off course and though we injured ourselves or you hurt somebody else uh, because of our lack of faith and trust in you. But Lord, we thank you, Almighty God, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. You do not give up on us. And so, Father, we are turning back to you. We're surrendering to you. We're submitting to you and saying, Lord, have thine own way. And Lord, there might be someone out there who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and say, Lord, I pray that they will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins and rose again from the grave on the third day. And Lord, we thank you that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Lord, I pray that they will find a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church to disciple them and groom them and grow them to continue to be disciples and children of God. And our Father, Lord, as we continue on uh, in worship, Lord, we ask you to bless us in your presence. Uh, bless us as we, as we leave this place, whenever you're present, that we continue walking according to obedience to your spirit. In Jesus Christ, then, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online for worshiping. Uh, as we prepare to continue to worship here, uh, offline, we are preparing to worship our God through giving. You can also give online through our app, or also you can text to give through uh, Design's website. You can follow us right there. And God bless you. And may you keep until we meet again. Know Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless you.